Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. What is up, guys? Sophia here, back with another topic. If you are new here, then don't forget to like, don't forget to share, and don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can stay updated on all, all of my content. And don't forget to check the description box because I always put a lot of stuff in there, specifically my book for Christian single women. So what we're going to be talking about today is hypergamy and should Christian women be following it? So if you guys don't know what hypergamy is, I'm actually going to read the definition, but don't get like freaked out by the definition because that's the point of what this video is for. Because when I read the definition, you might feel like, oh, this is some gold diggery stuff, but I want you to hear out the rest of the video because there are some good aspects to some hypergamy. There are some misleading information about hypergamy. And that's where I think that people tend to get confused. So the working definition of hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship. We're not talking about the sexual relationship. We're going to talk about the act of marrying with a person of superior or sociological educational background. Since I am a faith-based channel, we're not sugar babies. That's not what we're aiming for, right? And so when we talk about hypergamy, I want to talk about the fact that we have definitely moved away from this. And if you look at Bible books such as Esther and Ruth, these women were hypergamous women. Esther was literally an orphan off of the street who came in and I have a video specifically on her um, where I talk about how she used her feminine energy to get the king and I'll link that down below but she was straight up an orphan and she came to get the king. Ruth was also a widow and she was a foreigner and she was not considered the highest of the high and I have a video about her and Boaz as well and ultimately Boaz was way above her standing or whatever the case may be and she married Boaz. So I don't want you guys to get turned off which I think is very prevalent in society today that for whatever reason it's like women all of a sudden having standards or not wanting to you know be a mule for men and basically pay for everything and basically do everything for them that all of a sudden it's like oh well you know women can do this women can do that and the man doesn't have to do anything you're a gold digger if you're looking for a man that's a provider but not really though because specifically and I posted this um on my Instagram page and I'll show the picture here and you can follow me on Instagram just by clicking the link um, down below. Here are all the Bible verses that I found in regards to a man being a provider. If you were to read all of the, about most of the prominent men from David, from Joseph, from Jacob, then you will see that a lot of them were providers for their family. So I don't want us to think that, oh, because I want a man that is about something who is motivated in life, that that means I'm a gold digger. Because the fact of the matter is, is that a man who is really intelligent or motivated or who, or who has integrity or who has purpose is not going to be not about anything, right? Because specifically what it says in Proverbs 22, 29, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. So basically what this means is that if a man is really about his business and he's skillful and he's doing whatever he's supposed to do as a man, then basically you're going to get a promotion. He's going to, um, you know, be doing well in life. And once again, we have to stop shaming and make it seem like, oh, this is prosperity gospel, but it's not. Being able to provide for yourself, being able to provide for your family and being 
being able to most importantly work hard in order to provide for your family. There is nothing wrong with that. And then if we go to Proverbs 10, 4, 5, a slack hand causes poverty, but a hand of the diligent makes makes a man rich. And so I want, I'm going to link down my video on, um, does God want us to be prosperous? Because in this, I even talk about Solomon who was like the richest King. Um, and so we see that God does want us to be prosperous, but God does not want us to be lazy in our prosperity, meaning that he has no problem rewarding hard work provided that you do it the right way. Right. And so that's the kind of concept that I want you to have in regards to men, because I think in the Christian community, we can kind of see it as, oh, as a Christian woman, I don't deserve a man that, you know, has money or who can provide or who works hard at his job. Or if my man doesn't want to do anything, then as a Christian woman, I need to go and work like a slave and do everything while he sits home at the couch because this is what Christians do. Yeah, no, not really. Because if you read the Bible, you don't see men who are living off of their women. It's most of the time the opposite where you see men providing for the women that they love or their wives and having the ability to do so. So that's what I want to kind of get into when when I'm talking about my definition of hypergamy and are Christian women able to do it? We're not doing gold diggering. And I have a video on that in terms of are you looking to be, are you gold digging or are you looking for a provider? We're looking for a provider. Think along the lines of Esther and Ruth where they found men who were willing to marry them and then they were kind of elevated in the process, but they still still was on their God-given path. They still were people, you know, Esther, one favor and everybody who saw her, she was still a woman of God and so was Ruth. And so I do think that God wants to reward us with fulfilling relationships all the way around. And we as Christian women don't necessarily need to feel like, oh, I have to settle or I have to take care of a man because this is a mentality that's running very rampant in the world today. And as Christian women, we don't need to be a part of that. So let's talk about some of what it is and what it is not. First, we are not using people. There is a lot of advice about hypergamy in the sense where it just makes it seem like, oh, you need to go out and find a rich man and forget love and you just need to live off of him. That's not what we're doing, right? Ideally, when you get married or when you get into a relationship, you want to be in love with the person, but it's not an either or like it's not, oh, I need to find a man that's a provider or a man that I love. Ideally, when you're going through the dating process, um, and I have a video on how to weed the men, weed men out on the first date is when you talk to a man, you need to find out what is his goals? Does his goals align with yours? Is he motivated? Because what did I say earlier? A motivated man or a man with integrity is not going to be down and out. That's specifically what the Bible says, that diligent hands, people who work hard are rewarded. You can find these things out on a first date. We're not just going on a first date and be like, okay, how much money do you make? How much this, how much that? And I have another video. I know I have so many videos, but I actually have an example. I really want y'all to watch that video on bad internet dating advice where a woman literally was like, I'm not going out on a date unless a man can pay my bills. That's not what we're doing because then you're getting into the realm of using people. Ideally, during the dating process, you want to get to know the person and also find out if they are able to provide for themselves and their life. And if they are were to take you on as a wife, would they be able to provide as a husband, right? This is not, oh, I'm gonna just look for the highest bidder and forget getting to know them as long as they have money in their wallet, then that's it. 
that's not what we're doing. Also, you need to be what you want to attract. I feel like also one of the bad dating advice in regards to hypergamy that I have seen in regards to the internet is that the only thing is that, oh, you know, just go hang out somewhere and have and look nice and then you'll attract a good man. Once again, no, because when we, when it comes to relationships, it also needs to be very mutual. You need to be able to offer something in the relationship and never feel like, oh, because I am a woman and men want me that this is just simply enough in order for me to attract a provider when it isn't. You have to really sit down and ask yourself. And I have a video on this because one girl asked me like, oh, a man broke up with me. And what is it? And because he told me I ain't have my life together. And so I'll leave the video on that in case you're confused on what having your life together means. But really, you need to ask yourself, what do I have to offer? Would I want to marry me if I was a man? Is my life together or am I just wanting a man so he can kind of rescue me from the poverty stricken or the life that I have run down into the ground that I absolutely hate and now I need somebody to come bail me out? No, because then at that point, you're just becoming a burden to him. And once again, you're just using him and you don't have anything to offer. Even Esther, like I said in that video, she took a whole year of beauty and preparation before she meant to, went to go see the king. So really, what was she doing during that year getting beauty treatments I'm sure she got um treatments on how to act according to royal protocol she got advice from the king's eunuch on how to impress the king because really she also wanted to give something to the king because there's a lot of beautiful women out there and just because you are a woman and you have a vagina between your legs it really doesn't mean anything if you don't have anything to offer or at least you are not on the way to becoming what you want to attract so if a man meets you and he starts talking to you yeah it could start with oh she has a pretty face but then you can start by saying oh I have goals to run a business or I currently run a business or I am currently in college to be a nurse or I am this something should be happening where you have something going on for yourselves because that's the type of thing that men get attracted to and I actually have a real life story on this um way back when when I was dating a man and he was looking for a wife but I just wasn't that person for him I, I won't go into that but even when we were talking um and he was a lot older but this is one of the mature things that I had respected about him is that's exactly what he said is he was like hey what do you want to do what what did you go to school for what are your goals and he had no issue because he owned his own business he built churches all around the world and he had no issue being a provider to the right woman that he felt he was willing to invest in emotionally that's not just even financially but he felt like oh wow having this person around and her being about something will actually add value onto my life you can't just be like oh I'm a woman and now I want to attract a hypergamous man and I look good enough and that's it which brings me to my next point you need to be about something more than looks when it comes to men who are providers because really you know women we can get into this argument about oh there's no good men or blah 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 in reality there are a lot of bad men but I think there are a lot of good men too and with that being said the good men can have their pick of women you can feel however you want to feel about it but if you think that simply because I'm the prettiest one in the group and that is enough in order for me to get the best possible man who is about his business and about his purpose then you're going to have a 
rude awakening because beautiful women come a dime a dozen. Either they're born that way or women nowadays, they will buy themselves to look like that. So don't think that, oh, because I look pretty and I have seen this advice go around in regards to hypergamy a lot. Oh, just be pretty. Don't have um anything to say. Be mysterious. All of that is bad advice because really, how is a man getting to know you? How is he determining if this person is worth continuing my life with as far as relationships and ultimately a marriage if you just feel like, oh, he just wants a trophy wife. Are there some men out there that want a trophy wife? Yes, but that is not the type of man that you want. And if you read Proverbs 31, I have a video on this as well. When we talk about the woman, it says that she is a businesswoman. Her husband has full confidence that she can run her life, the household, that she is intelligent and that she is worthy. What it does not say <laughs> is that she sits there and looks pretty all day and she is a trophy wife and that is enough to catch. And even when you read Proverbs 31, it talks about the type of man that he is, is that he is a high ranking person. He sits among, you know, important people. So if that's the type of person that you want to catch, don't think that you sitting there, you know, whispering in a voice, that's the hypergamy advice that they give, whispering in a voice like this, whispering in a voice is going to be sexy enough. And that's going to be good enough to really get a good men because good men don't look for that. They look for women who can add value onto their lives. And really all women can feel like, oh, I can just be beautiful and be dense. And that's all that he wants. But if a man is looking for a trophy wife, then once once he's with you and he finds another trophy wife that he deems better than you, because what did I say? Looks come a dime a dozen. What is going to make you stand out is your personality, what you have going on for yourself, who you are as a person. That differentiates you from all the other good looking women. But if he's just going based on looks, then he's just gonna pick and choose and transfer you, transfer you out because to him, all of it is the same. And so you need to find somebody who values you as an individual as well. Another comment that I have gotten on some of my videos is that you cannot be over 35 and find a good man. Stop the madness. I don't know where we get this from. And I promise you, and even there might be some men coming on here um, once they hear this part of the video and leave some crazy comments because they do it all the time. That is the biggest farce that I have ever heard in my entire life, which is why I often mention my age. I am 36. There is no shame in my game. I don't know why we think that women are the only ones who age. Whether you are 35, 45, 55, 65, there are men within your age range that are probably single, that are divorced, that are looking to get married. And a lot of people think, oh, but they're looking for the 20 year olds. But they're not. <laughs> that's the thing. Why would somebody like, like, let's say that's 45 years old and they're, they might have a daughter that's 19. Why would they go for a 20 year old? Are there some men out there who are doing that? Yes. But most of the time, men want to get with someone within their age range, especially men who are wanting to be hypergamous men because they, because you're in the same life cycle. Like for me, I'm a single mom. My son is 12. If I get with somebody else and they have a son that that's 15, then it's a lot easier than getting with a 20 year old who doesn't have any children and who may not necessarily be the best stepmom or who may not be able to do well with kids or who may want to have a baby and they don't want to start over again. All of these things you have to take into consideration when we kind of talk about, oh, you're over 35 and you're doomed and you're never going to find a hypergamous male. That's just complete nonsense. I can't even tell you how much nonsense that is. And it makes absolute no sense. Men and women age at the same exact rate. Men are not all looking for super young women to have on their arm. There are plenty of men. In fact, most men who want to be hypergamous 
hypergamous, I can almost bet you are actually looking for women who can match them intellectually and who are on the same life stage as them. And typically that comes around the same age. All right, guys. So I definitely hope that this helped you. And if you have some questions about hypergamy, these are just some of the things that I notice, especially as Christian women, what I really want us to get back to, because I definitely have fell into this one in my younger Christian days, is that, oh, if a man doesn't have, you know, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like I'm being a gold digger. And if he doesn't have, then it's okay. But I can bet you that what that led me into is a lot of lazy, unprovider men and paying for everything, which I posted a blog post on today. And I'll link that down below thinking that I was doing a, a good job when I'm, when I'm not. And that's when God really spoke to me about this. Like, what are you doing? Do you really think? And I really start studying the men of the Bible and even Esther and Ruth, which are my favorite stories when God brought them providers who could help them in so many ways. And God specifically mentioned that the King had owned all the providences when it came to Esther and, and Boaz was, had a field. I mean, it was very specific in mentioning that these women married men who could well provide for them. And even Naomi said to Ruth, you need to find a man who can provide for you. So there is nothing wrong with that provided that you are coming um, from a clear head, you are doing it for the right reasons and that you're not being very superficial or gold diggery about it. Because like I said, that's not what we want. We want to get into good relationships with people that we love, that we can grow with, that can provide for us as men. Even if you work, you know, whatever, we still need somebody to add on to what we have and not take away. But we also need to find the balance of not taking every crazy hypergamous advice that is very toxic or that makes absolute no sense whatsoever or that leads us into dumbing ourselves down or becoming very superficial on our own believing that these this is what men want when in all actuality that's probably not the case all right guys thank you guys so much for watching and i will talk to you guys another day another time bye guys